there's 90 million consumers on Etsy and growing. Like a couple of years ago, that stat was 70 million, I think in 2017. So they're constantly growing. How your stuff gets toward the top of search is just like with YouTube or with Google, it's SEO. So you're gonna make sure you're putting the right titles in. You're gonna make sure you're putting the right tags on your products. You're gonna make sure your description is hitting on all the keywords that you want your description to hit on. You're gonna make sure that main listing image, it's called the thumbnail, is really attractive because that is what people are gonna be clicking on. This is Better Wealth with Caleb Williams. Cody, welcome to the Better Wealth Show. It is good to have you on, man. Thanks for having me, Caleb. Excited for this. I am excited for this as well. We're going to be talking about Etsy, how to make money online. Um, I remember meeting you in Austin, Texas, and being blown away by the energy that you have, the mindset that you have. I want to, I want, I want you to share how you got into this space because I actually think this episode and, and show is going to inspire a lot of people to think differently, to maybe work for free, to find opportunities uh, that they can make money online. And so I appreciate you taking time to be on the show. And yeah, man, I'm, I'm grateful that we got connected a couple months ago. Absolutely. Well, first of all, ditto, because I was equally as impressed by you and what you're doing, Caleb. But how I got into this space, so I've been kind of a lifelong side hustler, entrepreneur. Before we hit record here, we're actually talking about like how one of the most important topics right now is how to insulate yourself against whether it's like a depression or whether it's losing your job or just your income sources dry up. And in my personal opinion, I think one of the best ways to do that is to create passive income streams or multiple passive income streams is even better. So just to give you a little bit of a framing on who I am, I started side hustling 2016, I built a disc golf company that has kind of fizzled out since, but I learned a lot of lessons from it. I got really interested in passive income and building businesses online after reading the four hour work week. Yep. And after that, it was just all hell broke loose. I was just addicted to trying to figure out how I could stop trading my time for money. Because at that point in my life, everyone I knew personally, they were trading their time for money. They'd go into work, they'd get the paycheck, or even in freelancing, they'd be doing freelance writing or podcast editing or YouTube video editing. And I'm like, I don't want to be trading my time for money for the rest of my life. So how I stumbled into Etsy was I had a friend who had been selling digital products on Etsy. She had spent like probably 50 or 60 hours setting up her shop, getting some listings in there. And she's like, Cody, I made six grand from my Etsy shop last year. Now it doesn't sound like life-changing money, but six grand in passive income, essentially, like this was, these were products that she could keep selling over and over and over again without really any additional overhead on her part. So that's kind of what flung me into the Etsy whole digital product space. And I've been addicted ever since. I love it, dude. I love it. So many, so many things I want to mention. Number one, love that value creation is very much the hedge of no matter what the future holds, it's like if you can continue to create value and create other streams of value, passive, whatever we want to call it, amazing, amazing opportunities there. The other thing that I want to say is when I read the four hour work week, I was in college rethinking my entire life while reading this and saying, why in the world am I writing papers, which I, I'm horrible at? I hate. It's life sucking. Why don't I just hire a two dollar a VA at the time um, to, to do my to my work? But the problem was I had like this ethical dilemma. And now I look back and say, man, I wish I would have done it because um, I would have learned delegation. And but I, I didn't I didn't cheat. Unfortunately, I actually spent the time, the ignorance tax working and doing all my projects. But yeah, the, the four hour work week book totally changed the way that I started thinking. And um, so shout out to Tim Ferriss. We appreciate you documenting that. Before we get into Etsy, 
I want, I want you to take a step back and say like, dude, how did you even get yourself on, on the map? And I remember this story because you like hustled your way, connected with somebody and really worked under somebody for a period of your life that like, that was like a, a, a spark to who you are today. I want you to share that story because I think there's so many young people out there that are going to be listening to this, that they like, they might be listening to me or listening to you and they might think like, oh, like I just need to do something and like, like I might need to go to school and like, how do we become successful and how do we create opportunity? And I think one of the best ways to create opportunity is like, be close to the person that you want to become. And like, it's something, something amazing happens when you get to be around other, um, you know, positive minded, successful people, like you'll just elevate your ability to show up. So why don't we talk about that? And, to, and then we can talk about like, uh, passive income streams, and we can talk about Etsy. Yeah, I think this is so important, because a lot of the skills that I learned to create this passive income was from this connection you're talking about. So I'll rewind, I'll tell the same story I told you, because it's an awesome story. And it's about hustle and working for free. So this was 2018. I think it was October of 2018. I went to this financial conference we're both familiar with Caleb called FinCon. It's for financial content creators. So podcasters, bloggers, YouTubers, now Instagram and TikTokers. And I had been blogging for a couple months. I'd started in April of 2018. I also started my podcast a couple months prior. So I showed up as kind of the new guy on the block. I just wanted to meet all these awesome people. There were people that were crushing it online, making millions of dollars, who has retired really early. And it was the last night, it was at the closing party. I was a little drunk. And there's this dude, Grant Sabatier. And I had known him. He was the founder of Millennial Money. He had an amazing story of going from $2.26 to $1.25 million in five years through just grit and entrepreneurship. So I go up and make an introduction. I'm like, hey, what's up, man? I'm Cody. I'm doing this, blah, blah, blah. Kind of gave him a quick elevator pitch. Lucky for me, he was kind of drunk too. So that quick elevator pitch turned into like a two hour conversation, hit it off. I thought everything was great. I'm like, dude, I just want to learn from you. I'll work, I'll work for free. Like, I just want to make your life easier. And you just kind of show me the ropes. And so I hit him up the next day. I'm like, dude, awesome connecting. Cannot wait to start working with you. Like, let me know what my first tasks are. Like I can learn fast. I can do anything. Crickets doesn't answer me at all. So I wait a couple more days and I hit him up again. I'm like, Hey man, just want to follow up. I know you're probably super busy, you know, getting home from FinCon. Just really excited about this opportunity. Crickets again, doesn't answer wow. me. So I used the rule of threes, which thank God, I don't even know why I kind of kept this rule in my head. But this kid, Alex Brown is his name, who is the head of my finance club when I was a freshman in college, was like always reach out at least three times. And I just like always have done that. So I hit Grant up a third time about a week later. He finally answers me. He's like, yo, man, like my inbox gets so bogged down. I get hundreds of emails from readers, blah, blah, blah. Would love to work with you. I need help organizing my book tour. And I'm like, oh, book tour, easy peasy. Of course, I know how to organize a book tour. So yeah, that kind of all unfolded from there. I'm not sure how deep we want to go into that. While story, you're but... Googling, what is a book tour? <laughs> what like, is a book tour? <laughs> I could do a book tour. And, and, so, and then how many, how many uh, stops did you guys do on the book tour? We had over 80 events over three months, over 16,000 miles of driving with this guy I just met at this conference in like an RV, like a pop-up camper. <laughs> and did he pay you for that or did you just do that all for free? He just covered my like living expenses. So the food, like my insurance while I was on the trip, but he didn't like give me any kind of a payment. So it was essentially working for free, although he was kind enough to cover the essentials. And would you say, is it, is it fair to say that if you look back on that trip, you can see like a massive change in your income and life since then? 
it was hockey stick trajectory yeah. after that trip was over because just the mindset that Grant had and the mindset that he kind of gave me, I thought I was doing all right. I was making like 1500 to two grand a month side hustling and freelancing. And Grant's like, dude, you should be making 20 grand a month. You should be making 50 grand a month. I'm like, oh, really? And he just had this like scale mindset. Everything you do, you should think with scale in mind, kind of just like the Tim Ferriss thing. And I took that to heart. So this is all weaving into why I became obsessed with digital products and you know yep. things that can pay me in perpetuity. Yep. So you learn you you know a lot about blogs and you do have a personal blog and you help consult other people on their blogs. Yeah, um, give me like a blog 101 like how do you make money at a blog? Should people look into blogging? Like w w like what what would you say overall if someone's like ah like do people still read blogs nowadays cuz um, I'll tell you what when I went to FinCon, I, I met a bunch of people and all the people with the money were the bloggers and then the and then the podcasters and and the TikTokers will probably be um, those type of people in a couple of years. But I was shocked how how much clout a lot of these bloggers had. And I'm like, man, what am I missing here? If you want to get rich quick, don't start a blog <laughs> because blogging is a long game. Blogging takes a long time to build up your DA, your domain authority for you to rank in search traffic, SEO. And so if you're someone who wants to make a quick buck, you want to make extra yep. side hustle income this year, starting a blog is on the near the bottom of the list for side hustles you should start. Now, if you want to have a really domineering brand presence in whatever vertical, whatever niche you're in, starting a blog is a great idea. And over time, as you get featured in other people's blogs, as you get featured in the press, you might start to have content that ranks. And then that is kind of a natural traffic driver to whatever you're selling, whether that's products or services or something else. So, and then the, the money to be made is, is when people go and click on your blog, read, and then a lot of times affiliate commissions are where people make. It's like you're going to blog about uh, something from Amazon or a course or something. And when someone clicks on that um, and purchases, that money gets paid to you. And, and the cool thing about blogs, just like YouTube videos, is you do it once, you spend time on doing it once, and then there can be a lot of money made on the back end. Is that, is that how the bloggers that are successful, is that where most of their money comes from? Totally depends on the blogger. So I'll do a quick blogging income 101. There's four main ways to make money blogging. One is affiliate marketing, what you were just talking about, Caleb. I promote some kind of product or service. I have an affiliate link for that product. Someone clicks through and signs up or buys that product or service, I get paid a certain percentage. That's affiliate marketing. Then there's sponsorships. So if I have a big brand and a company wants to maybe sponsor a blog post, they want to sponsor a podcast episode or a YouTube video, they just typically how it's done is they'd give me just a big chunk of money up front and that's a sponsorship. They'd sponsor one post, three posts, five posts. Then there's advertising. So if you've been you know, scrolling on any major media site or even big financial sites as well, a lot of them do have advertising, display ads on their site. And so that is a function of how many visitors come to your site. The more visitors that come to your site, the more you're going to get paid. And the last way and my favorite way personally is to sell your own products or services. So if you're building up a blog and you have like your face as part of that blog, this doesn't work quite as well. I mean, it could. Um, if you have a blog where you know, let's call it like my friend, actually, Robert Farrington, college investor, he kind of scaled himself out of that, uh, of his brand. So like he is not the face of the college investor anymore. So he doesn't really sell his own products or services as much as he promotes other people's stuff because it's not like, Hey, work directly with me. But a lot of people who have like a solopreneur, they're the face of the brand. They do really well selling their own products and courses and all that stuff. So those are the four main ways you can make money blogging. A lot yeah, of ways. I, I really, really appreciate you breaking that down. And I would say like, 
um, when we start a blog, it would be like the fourth way would be the probably the only thing I would focus be focused on is yeah, like affiliate stuff. Great. All like advertisement. Great. But like we would make money if like one person read our blog and we're like, Hey, I want to work with better wealth. Like that would be super beneficial. And if we can reverse engineer that on the back end, it's like, wow, that one blog post brought us in thousands of dollars because we landed a dream client. And, and so if you, especially if you have a business or courses or something on, you know, on your back end, it's another way to um, not get rich quick, but it's another way to, to provide long-term value that's scalable and leverageable. And so I really appreciate you breaking that down. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we jump into Etsy um, as it relates to making money online or some epiphanies that you've learned or maybe some advice that you would give yourself, um, you know, back in 2016 or 2018 when you started um, getting into this world? This is going to tie into printables and digital products and Etsy. But what I didn't know, and I've heard this saying so many times, I just didn't really, it didn't quite click for me, was that the money is in the list. You have to get people onto your email list in some way, form, or fashion. You can have all the Instagram followers in the world, all the YouTube subscribers in the world, so many people following you on Twitter, whatever, name the platform. The platform could pull the rug out from under you at any point. Like I've had people, I know people personally who had hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram specifically, who just had their account shut down for one way or another. And so getting people kind of into your ecosystem onto that email list and having a value proposition that makes them excited to trade their email address for something that you're offering rather than get the, uh, the old join my newsletter in the middle of the page that doesn't work anymore. Um, so we're definitely going to talk about that today, like with printables and digital products. And even if you don't want to sell on Etsy, how you can use those to build an email list. Cause seriously, the money's in the list. Okay. So I have a confession to make. Uh oh. I've probably been on Etsy twice in my entire life. I am not a crafty person, not an artsy person. So when I think of Etsy, I think of like a like weird hobby lobby website that people sell bracelets on. Okay, that's like that's my <laughs> confession. Okay. So I am fascinated because when I met you, I'm like, okay, you don't give me those vibes, all right? You don't give me those vibes. And you're like telling me how much money you make and like what you're doing and how you're helping other people, you know, like make money on Etsy and all this stuff. And I'm like, all right, I need to take a step back. I need my wife, April, to listen to this episode. Uh, and we got to figure out what we're missing out on. And so I, I'm here. I'm ready to take notes. I'm open-minded. Walk me through what Etsy is, how to make money, and, and, and the roadmap. And my hope is, I, I know that there's going to be people listening to this, maybe stay-at-home moms, you know, young hustlers, people that literally just want another side side income stream to come in. And I, I have a funny feeling that this is going to be a very fun episode to watch, and, be, and people will share this with other people. And so um, I just appreciate how you articulate and your willingness to share. Yeah. Awesome, man. Let's dive into it. So there's two main types of products, digital products, I should say on Etsy. And actually just to kind of give you an idea of the marketplace on Etsy, you are right, Caleb, 85% of sellers are physical product sellers. So it's the bracelets, people making custom mugs and all that stuff. There's a 15% and growing percentage, which is digital products. Mm. They're becoming more and more popular every single year. And Etsy has actually been making a push for digital products because they can sell more of them and Etsy makes money when you make money mm. and you know, physical products take time to package, ship, create all that stuff. So just want to kind of give that background for those who are thinking of getting in this space. Now, the two main types of printables or digital products are business to consumer, B2C and B2B. 
So I'm going to touch on B2B first, because I know before we hit record here, you mentioned you have a lot of entrepreneurs in your audience, people who are already kind of involved in the business world. So instead of, you know, the mugs and bracelets and stuff, you can sell business to business templates. We have people who sell business plan templates. We have people who sell, and actually I sell a business plan template, people who sell like spreadsheets of all kinds. So like, you know, small business expenses or just like a budget tracker or an income tracker. We have people who sell media kit templates on Canva. We have people who sell, man, a sponsorship advertising templates, like anything that can be templified. I can guarantee you there's an entrepreneur out there who doesn't want to go through the rigmarole of creating that thing for themselves. And they're happy to go on Etsy and pay 15, 20, $25 to get your perfectly crafted thing that you've already made maybe for yourself or your own brand that in you know an hour or so, you could just go and create an Etsy shop and post that thing and start making money. And it can drive leads to your business, like have it branded with your business on it. Have people subscribe to your email list who end up purchasing purchasing this thing by having something enticing for them there. So that's kind of the business to business part. I guess I'll stop there, Caleb, in case you have questions. Yeah. So, so one of the things that is kind of like a thorn in my side right now is, you know, I'm doing a lot more speaking and I know that I should have like a speaker kit with like, you know, what, what, some, what some of my topics are and pictures and all that. Could I go on to Etsy and find like a speaker kit template obviously i would switch out the photos like how would that is that something or is it more like um here's like a top 50 you know expenses that you should be writing off for like when it comes to business to business like what are some of the most popular ones that you see um because the other thing that comes to my mind is we have a bunch of sops internally we have like a whole sop on how to win stages and how to craft a story and all of this and it's like do people sell courses or is it mainly just like fillable templates, like I guess flesh that out a little bit more. So not courses, fillable templates, you're right on the money with that. So I have personally bought, like we bought our podcast media kit template from Etsy. It was a 10 page media kit template. I don't, we don't use all 10 pages, but it was fantastic because it was just plug and play. Someone who is far better at graphic design than either myself or my co-host created this and we could just kind of use their graphic expertise and make it our own. Um, also ebook templates are really popular. So if you're someone who wants to create an ebook in whatever niche you're in and you want to give it away either as a lead magnet or sell it on your site, go on Etsy, you can get an ebook template and then you can have a beautiful looking ebook that you don't have to slave over or that you don't have to pay a VA to create from scratch. Um, so there's so many different use cases, use cases for the business to business side of Etsy. So, so, and I love that because I'm listening to that and saying, wow, I want to go go on to Etsy, like shocker. I'm going to like go on to Etsy after this and go start buying some templates. But you're also saying that if you're creative, if you're already doing this for yourself and it looks good and people especially compliment you by saying like, wow, this is laid out well, like there's other people like myself that um, not as creative as you are that would pay you money to, to you know, use your template. So I love, love that you shared that because I didn't even think about that. Um, and so I appreciate you breaking that down. Yeah, so that's, I mean, hopefully people's wheels are spinning just as I'm saying this, like, you know what? I have a really cool looking media kit. Maybe I could kind of templify it and throw it on Etsy. Now, the other type of digital product you can sell on Etsy is business to consumer. I sell a lot of these products and these are the more fun ones, I would say, but they're not as businessy, I I guess. Mm -hmm. So I sell like games for certain holidays. I sell invitations for parties. Like I have one that did really well. That was like a medical school graduation invitation and it had like a doctor on it and it was like a nice mock-up and everything and someone could go in it was editable and they could you know edit the dates and the names and all that stuff other things i sell are like kind of favor cards so like date night ideas like 
coupons for Mother's Day and Father's Day and editable Christmas, edible letter from Santa. Like these are more fun ones that I've created, but just to give you an idea of like the breadth of random stuff that you can create and sell on Etsy. And how much do you sell those for? And my second question is, I'm, I'm assuming Etsy is growing. And so it's very much like, how do people find you? Is it just they, they're searching? Like, are people on Etsy searching? And then it's like everything, like you rank your product or, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sorry for asking you two questions. But <laughs> no, it's, so it's good. It's it. good. It's probably better because there's a lot of people who are in your boat. And that was the exact boat I was in before I got on Etsy. I'd never been on Etsy before, before I started creating products for Etsy. Um, to answer the price question, my products range from three to $20. So I don't have anything over $20. And that just seems to be a really great price point for some of my B2B products. And, you know, if you are creating on Etsy, you do have to be competitive. You have to look at competitors in, in your niche and price accordingly. Um, now I'm totally blanking on the first, How many, the other what, part. What's, what kind of people like uh, from traffic and like, uh, and yes, does Etsy promote you? Cause I'm assuming Etsy gets paid something for selling. Like I'm sure they get a cut for when you sell on Etsy. Yeah. So Etsy takes 6.5% of your sales, which is honestly, it's not that much. Like if it's a $10 product, they're taking, you know, a couple, like some cents. It's not, it's not anything it's not significant, bad. 65 cents. Um, there's 90 million consumers on Etsy and growing. Like a couple of years ago, that stat was 70 million, I think in 2017. So they're constantly growing. How your stuff gets toward the top of search is just like with YouTube or with Google, it's SEO. So you're gonna make sure you're putting the right titles in. You're gonna make sure you're putting the right tags on your products. You're gonna make sure your description is hitting on all the keywords that you want your description to hit on. You're gonna make sure that main listing image, it's called the thumbnail, is really attractive because that is what people are gonna be clicking on. So it is kind of an SEO and you gotta know kind of the ins and outs of you know the keyword research. And it, you can, it can get a little bit technical, but you know for those just starting out, you don't have to go too crazy. You don't have to be like, oh, I, this, this seems like too big of a hurdle for me to jump over. And are any of your products actual phys- phys- like you physical that you send, or are they all digital? All digital, man. So I was like uh, in money. the physical products business before, and I do not want to be in it again. <laughs> so you're not you're not making bracelets on your free time selling it on Etsy. No, I would buy scalable. one from you though. So if you ever get into that, I I uh, I don't want to pay the six point six percent whatever. I want a direct direct uh, uh, bracelet from the man himself. So if you're getting that business, let me know. I'll be your first customer. <laughs> No but, promises. Okay, so taking a step back, you essentially print money when people buy your buy your products because it doesn't cost you a variable, like it doesn't cost you anything other than the fee to Etsy, which is hundred percent worth it because they wouldn't find you they wouldn't find your product if it wasn't for Etsy. That's exactly right. That's the beauty of digital products, really, is like I can create the products and the only thing that I have to do, it's 99% passive, except for the 1% of times when I get a customer service question. If someone's like having trouble downloading their file or they can't figure it out, you can outsource that though. And I actually have hired a VA to help me with Etsy. Um, so it's hundred percent passive for me, but for those just starting, like it's, it's seriously pretty passive. Once you create the products and list them in your shop and your description is really descriptive and doesn't leave any question marks in the customer's head to eliminate any of those customer service inquiries, you're just kind of making money when the sales come in. That's it. Would you say you're naturally creative or is it, is it something like, do you just go on Canva and are you just constantly thinking or did you create a VA system for that as well? So when I first started, I just want to kind of be at the same point as some of your listeners who might not have been on Etsy. 
I am creative in the business sense, but not in the graphic design sense. I'm not a graphic designer by trade. I'm actually pretty terrible at it, but I just kind of kept at it and kept working because I didn't have the budget for a VA back in 2018 when I started my Etsy shop. At this point, yes, I have hired out and I have VAs that create printables for me and create digital products. And I have like a whole system. But when I first started, it was just like spending hours creating something that looked pretty good. And then I would just like, basically use a template model, kind of what we were talking about before selling the business to business, but for myself. So if I had a decent looking printable and I created all these listing images for it to make it like look really nice in these mock-ups, I would just kind of use those same templates over and over again. And it would drastically reduce the amount of time that it took me to create each additional product. So if I had one really successful, say ebook, for example, and then I want to create another ebook on something that's like tangentially related, I can just use the same format and make it on something else. It, really saves time. Is it possible? Like, do you have an Etsy store? Cause I would I love to link that just, just so people can get context of like this and man, I, I'm going to end up being your big customer. <laughs> Let's see if there, is there anything do you think I would be interested in buying right now in your store? Um, well, you mentioned you don't have a media kit or was it a media kit or the speaker agreement? I'll take both. I'll take a speaker. I don't have a speaker agreement. I do have okay. a media kit though. Maybe that's something I need to add. <laughs> hey, maybe. Okay. That's fascinating, man. Okay. Very, 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 very cool. Um, I'm fascinated by that. And, and now you also teach other people on how to do the same. And so how many students do you have and how long have you been teaching people to do Etsy? So at this point, I think we've had like a little over 5,000 students work through our course. And yeah, it's, it's been amazing, honestly, to see just some of the wins that our students have had. Some of the students have honestly blown myself and my co-creator, Julie, out of the water. Like we had this woman who was featured on CNBC. She made 150K last year from her Etsy shop. She's just absolutely crushing it. And then there was another girl who, you know, she quit her day job, was traveling around the country in an RV. We had someone else who they were just a stay-at-home mom. They weren't making any income and now they're covering the mortgage and more. So like, the fact that we can have this change in people's lives and like kind of show them the power of passive income. And again, it's not like freelance writing or driving for Uber or any of these other things that you're trading your time for money. This is passive income. So for like a busy mom or a busy dad, someone who already has a day job, putting aside a couple extra hours a week, this could be a viable side hustle. You're not going to get rich quick. I will say that yep. you know, those numbers sound flashy. So I don't want people to think they open an Etsy shop and all of a sudden they're making thousands per month. You might make 50 bucks your first month, or you might yep. make a hundred or 10, like not sure exactly. It depends on what you're selling. It depends on how strong your marketing and your creative eye is, but this can seriously become like a, yeah. you know, a five figure passive income business if you work at it enough. Well, man, I get paid a whopping like $200 a month from YouTube. And <laughs> I'll tell you what, that, that that's the best money I've ever, like I, I get more excited about the, my YouTube check than actually what I, we get paid in the business. Cause it's like, it blows me away. Cause it's like, you're telling me I get viewed on YouTube and some people like reach out and I've won stages and like all like I should be paying YouTube and they're paying me and I love making videos. And so if you're it really if you're someone that is like if this episode is like opening your eyes to be like, wow, like maybe I maybe I could like get paid for this, but you would almost like do it for free because you love it so much. Like what what an amazing thing. And even if you get paid a couple hundred dollars a month, like it's those doors that when they're open, other opportunities are now you become aware of because it's like the idea of making another stream of income is like, is such a plus, even if it's a few hundred dollars, like that will, that will open your eyes to other opportunities. I, I know you can't make claims. I know that's like a big no, no. 
on average, what what do what do your students make from a standpoint? And like, don't sue me, don't sue Cody. Assume you're going to make zero money, but like on average, what do your students tend to make in their first year or two on Etsy? I would say probably between 100 and 500 for the more established people. Not like I just joined the course a couple of weeks ago. People who have been working on their Etsy shops for a good bit. Usually people are in that 100 to $500 range, I would say. It's fair. We do have the unicorns like that woman I just mentioned who made 150K. But that's not typical, exactly. <laughs> and what was she? What was she selling? She has asked us to keep her shop anonymous, okay, which is Perfect. completely fair because she wants to avoid competition. But it is in the business to business space. I can at least okay. say that, so she can charge a higher price per product. I love it. I love it. Well, that's 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 awesome, dude. Any anything else that you would want to say? I mean, we'll we'll make sure that a link is down below for people that want to look into um, your Etsy program. Like, how do, is it a video course? Is it a group? Is it like how does that? How do you guys train people? Yeah, so it's a video course. It's also accompanied by text. Like we have a ton of videos all like, with text and links and all that stuff to help you get started. Um, there is a you know, a, gr a group that accompanies it. It's a paid group, although you do get 30 days of a free trial when you join. Um, what I will say is, because one of the biggest questions we get is, you know, I'm not interested in selling on Etsy, which is totally fine. If you are listening to this episode and you kind of like some of the principles I'm talking about, but you don't want to sell on Etsy or open an Etsy shop, that's fine. There's so many other use cases for printables like selling on Shopify. I know you can add a Shopify plugin to your own website, or you can download the WooCommerce plugin and sell on your own website. Or I know I mentioned this before, you can use some kind of a printable or digital product as a lead magnet. So All instead right. of the join my newsletter, now you have this 20 page ebook that you're giving people for free and they're amped to sign up for your wait list or they're amped to join your community or they're amped to do whatever you want them to do. And then you already have them into your email funnel. And you know if you are someone who's already selling something on WooCommerce or on Shopify that could be brought over to Etsy, test it out. Like you never know because Etsy already has that built in search traffic. It's kind of like selling on your own website versus selling something on Amazon. Yeah. Amazon has way more people, even though they take a cut like Etsy, the search traffic is built in. So don't sleep on Etsy. It's a great opportunity, but there are so many other places where you can get these digital products out into the world, out into your audience, wherever you want. Yeah, I, I would love to hear from you if you're watching this on YouTube. Like, do you sell anything online, Amazon, Etsy? Like, I, I would love to hear from you because I, I'll just make this bold claim. If you just learn, like, if you just can learn to sell something online, there's going to be something that unlocks in you that I don't know. Like, it's, I think it's going to be really beneficial. Um, I, a lie that I've been telling myself the last couple of years is like, oh, I can't edit. I can't edit. I can't edit. And I was finally like, wow, that's such a toxic thing to say to myself. And yeah, I'm not very creative, but I'm going to learn to edit. And so like I've, you know, edited some videos on the side and I'm editing a video a day because I want to become better. But now it's like so empowering because it's like, if I believe content is as going to be a massive future for us, it's like, I'm not relying on other people for the core part of my life. And I think one one thing really special happens when when you can start unlocking something and sell sell a bracelet on Etsy or sell a digital <laughs> product on Etsy or or like even sell something on Facebook Marketplace. Like I I just think like there's so much opportunity that 20, 30 years ago just was not there. That it's like, man, if 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 you're broke today, it's it's like not I mean, it's 
it's a great time to be alive and for other opportunities. Like I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be someone negative and saying, saying like, yeah, I don't, I don't want you to get depressed watching this. I just want you to be encouraged to be like, there's so much opportunity to make money and to be financially free in 2022 or wherever, whenever you're listening to this because of opportunities like this. I couldn't agree more, Caleb. I think honestly, just the technological revolution has made making money online so much easier. You can work from anywhere in the world. You can start a side hustle in minutes. Whereas like in 1960, your side hustle would probably be like working down at the corner store or some physical thing where you physically have to be there, but you can literally do this stuff like in your bed, in your pajamas. It doesn't take rocket science and you don't have to spend hours on it either. You can literally chip away at it. I think you'd, you'd agree with me, Caleb, like just getting 1% better every single day. I think we had this conversation at FinCon, getting 1% better, spending 10 or 15 minutes on that goal toward that passive income, toward financial independence. That's what's going to make all the difference. It's not the four hour chunks of time that you have to have to make this thing successful or that you have to have to hit some financial milestone. It's the, it's the 10 or 15 minute pockets of time. Are you scrolling on your phone or are you working toward those goals? Yep. Um, I, I need to ask you this question because in, in this series, I, I don't want to just be all positive. I, I tend to trend like optimistically just on just life. Um, what are the negatives? What are the, have you ha encountered any horror stories? Um, like what are the downfalls to this? Because again, I, I want to give uh, as balanced as I can in whatever opportunity people choose to do with their life. I guess if I had to answer downfalls, obviously I'm very bullish on Etsy, but Beside the unicorns, it's not like a quit your job side hustle. Yeah. I think a lot of people who hear me talk about Etsy and get excited, they're like, okay, like, and even people who email us, like, I need to get out of my toxic job and this is the solution. Probably not, unfortunately. Like, Etsy is great to earn a couple extra hundred dollars a month or even a thousand or two thousand a month. But most of the time, it's not replace your day job income. So if that is what you're, you know, if you're listening to this episode and you're like, okay, I'm ready to leave this toxic corporate job. I'm going to do it through an Etsy shop. Probably not the best route, but like you said, Caleb, I think earning passive income in any amount, whether that's $5 a week, 50, 500, 5,000, it's, it completely changes your money philosophy. When you start to have actual dollars or whatever currency you're in roll in while you're sleeping. Like I wake up every morning to sales in my Etsy shop, my phone. I wake up every morning to sales of various digital products that I have out in the world that never would have been possible if I just kind of stuck it out in my corporate job and traded my time for money. I'm doing the Tim Ferriss thing and I'm, I'm building those passive income machines. I love it, dude. And uh, for those of you that follow you on Instagram, uh, you, you also travel quite a bit and, um, I just think it's a really uh, good testimony to living your one life well. And so congratulations on on the life choices that you've made. Um, thank you so much for sharing just your story about um, working for free. It's like, what's the ROI of working for free for somebody who's who's like doing something that you want to do? It's like, I, if if people can just get this one concept of like, don't disrespect yourself as your number one asset, but make sure to not just be so short minded, look long term. And, and be be around people and, and get positions and, and put yourself in um, rooms with people that will stretch you, I think doors are going to open and, and it's going to be really exciting. And so appreciate all the work that you're doing. I, I want to plug anything that you have. Obviously, we're going to uh, put your Etsy store if you're open to that. And then also um, put the link for if people want to learn more about how you guys teach people um, in the course or whatever that looks like. I, I want to make I want to make sure that's in the, the uh, 
description below so that people can check that out. Anything else that you want to say? Any any other plugs that you want to make or pieces of advice that you want to share while you're on the show? Well, I will one up the just straight to the course link and I'll give people a freebie, something that we typically sell to your audience, Caleb, because you're the man and I'm Thanks. giving the better wealth listeners something special. So thank you, man. We have the seasonal products secret ebook. Guess how we made this ebook with a template. <laughs> it's uh, basically it's how I have been successful on Etsy. Basically, my entire strategy has been t- chasing seasonal trends outside of the business to business stuff. So, you know, when Valentine's Day is right around the corner, I'm creating that stuff. When Christmas is around the corner, I'm creating that stuff. And this ebook kind of outlays that entire strategy. And you can get that at goldcityventures.com/ebook. So that's a freebie there. But yeah, man, I just want to thank you for having me on. This is a lot of fun. Hopefully it inspires people to take control of their financial future, start to get a little taste of passive income because even some of the most successful entrepreneurs I see out there, they're still focusing on the active income stuff. They're still focusing on the coaching calls. They're still focusing on all the things that's taking away time from their family or things that they want to do. And I, I just can't, I cannot stress how important building passive income into your life, into your business, just into your whole financial ecosystem can be. I love it, man. I love it. I'm going to throw a curveball question at you. Um, I end my my show with what's called the legacy question, which is essentially saying if this is your last day on earth and you're with the people that you love the most, you can't give them any Etsy templates, you can't give them any of your books, podcasts, in, in anything other than a conversation. Um, what are you going to make sure to highlight in that conversation? I think it's kind of talking about the same thing that I'm talking about here. It's that if you don't invest in assets that are going to pay you in the future, if you, you know, a lot of my friends, so many of my friends are asking me, cause I'm like the money guy of my friend group, Cody, how do I get rich? Cody, how do I save? How do I invest? And a lot of these same people are quote unquote, investing in things that are not paying them their liabilities. They're losing money. They're living paycheck to paycheck from the apartment and the leased car and going out to eat all the time. And just like all these things that if they just had a slight shift in mindset and instead invested in assets, like maybe they house hack for their housing situation. Maybe they buy a used car and maybe they, you know, go out to eat less often, or maybe they just like choose cheaper meals when they're out and buy groceries more intentionally. If you can get those things right, and I'm not sure exactly how old your audience is, but if you can get those things right in your 20s or 30s, and then you just do those things for like five years, like you're money savvy for five years, you can ball out from that point on. Like financial independence can come extremely quickly if you get the early years right. You don't get that lifestyle inflation. You don't get that lifestyle creep. And then you can have the nice car. Then you can have the nice house, but you got to build that base first. So that was a really long winded to say, invest in, invest in assets that pay you. <laughs> I got to find another mic to drop, dude. Thank you. <laughs> um, man, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, again, we'll, we'll put all your stuff in below in the comments or in the description. I appreciate you as a friend. I'm excited to see where you go and uh, keep crushing it, man. Thanks, man. This was a blast. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.